Hello, and welcome to the Adrian Ross Show. I am Adrian Ross, and I'm glad that you're tuned in. Maybe you're watching on YouTube or listening on the BMG Network. That's the bmgnetwork.com or on another podcast platform. Either way, I'm very grateful that you're here. And I'm going to start with a review from the listeners or watchers. I like to start with reviews. So let me read this review, this latest review that I want to share with you. And the title is Cream of the Crop. And Mac 745 wrote, I have the distinct privilege and honor to call Adrian my friend, sister in faith, and neighbor. Well, used to be neighbor, LOL. Adrian has always pushed me to be better because that's who Adrian is. She will call the life right into you by challenging you to think beyond yourself in such a way that magnifies your talents, goals, and dreams, all while giving the glory to God. She is as down to earth as they come. You can expect her to keep it real with class. The cream rises to the top, and that's where she is. Keep moving forward. Keep looking upward. Keep doing God's work. Thank you so much, JMAC745. I really, really appreciate that. Such kind words and quite a bit to live up to. But I, I will guarantee you this. I will keep looking up because um, the Lord is, is my source. And so I, get, I do give him glory for, for anything good that comes out of anything that I do. Thank you. And I also want to ask others to write a review. I've been asking and asking. And, and so I ask again, if you find value, if you find worth, if you find uh, anything positive at all in this podcast, in the Adrian Ross Show, would you please take a moment and leave a review? I thank you. And now that I've gotten that out of the way, gladly, gladly sharing this review. I just want to say happy birthday to me. My birthday, September 27th, is um, is special. It's special because um, life comes from the Lord. So I'm grateful for another year of life. And this one is the five one. I can't imagine. Let me tell you, I don't know how old you are. If you're, if you're around my age or older, you know, it goes so fast. Time flies. And if you're younger, let's, let me just tell you, it goes so, so fast. And so this is, um, this was the big five one that, that I had on September 27th. And so happy birthday to me, 51 years old. I, I like to think I'm representing that well, you know? So anyway, okay, let's jump into today. Today we're going to talk about uh, a topic that is, it's going to be kind of interesting probably. And so I'm going to pull something up here so that I have it available um, when, when I want to get to it. But the coronavirus, some people call it COVID. I, I purposely don't use that term, um, but that's a different story. But the coronavirus, we know what I'm talking about. It is, uh, wow, it has lasted longer than many people expected. I remember back in early 2020 when they were talking about the this virus and shutdowns and all that, you know, oh, this thing may last a year. And I, I kind of remember chuckling like, okay, really? <clears throat> Who would have thought that here we are? And uh, it seems to be ramping up in terms of our approach to it and dealings concerning it. Never would have thought that that would be the case. But again, <clears throat> excuse me, here we find ourselves. 
Before I get into to, to really uh, what I want to talk about um, specific to the coronavirus, I want to talk about something as a whole. You know, if you've been paying attention to my podcast, if you know me at all, you know that I'm a, I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. I'm a born again, spirit filled Christian. I love uh, the Lord. And I, you know, so I, I've been raised in my walk with God for, for most of my life in what I'm going to just call the supernatural. And that is, I am, I'm one of those believers who understands that God is a healer, who understands, um, who's experienced, who's witnessed, experienced personally and witnessed God in, in the lives of people doing miracles, signs and wonders. I, again, I don't know what, what everyone's background is, who listen or who watch. We come from different backgrounds of faith. But this might be a little bit of a, of a difficult subject if your background is not one in which you know, according to the Bible, according to God's word. And if you if you don't, if you um, don't know from your own personal experience that God heals, that he does still miracle signs and wonders. If that's not your background, then it might be a little bit difficult for you to grasp. So I'm going to stretch you a little bit because I know from for myself that. God still heals, that the, the miracles and things that we hear about in the Bible still occur, that people are still getting delivered, people are still getting set free, people are still, blinded eyes are still being opened, deaf ears are still being unstopped. And again, this might be stretching some people if that's not your background, but that is what I come up from under uh, uh, ministries of faith, ministries of healing, ministries of people who are going to declare that God is exactly who he said he is. Okay, he's a healer. Okay? And I've experienced it myself, but I've also seen it in the lives of other people, just the absolute miraculous, right? But I've also seen situations where people did not get healed or did not maintain a healing. Maintain a healing, Adrian? What does that mean? Let me share a couple things with you before I get into how this affects uh this viewpoint about the coronavirus and why God, quote unquote, can't heal perhaps the coronavirus. Okay, stick with me so that you understand what I'm saying. There are people, there have been times when there have been people who have been healed. Okay, uh, you don't have to be in church to be healed. You know, there we don't have to wait till we get to church to pray for people to be healed. Now, again, I'm talking about people of faith who understand that God heals. So let's just use this as a scenario. Someone comes into the church, let's say, for example, with uh, crutches or walker or something like that. And they've got some kind of, you know, bone issue or, or blood issue or whatever that has affected their ability to 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 walk. They, they've got that disability. Maybe they can't walk. Um, as they used to walk, and so they've got this 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 cane or crutch or or walker or whatever the case may be. And so during the course of the service, for example, they receive prayer and they are healed. Now they they're they're able to do what they weren't able to do. They they are clearly healed. Now maybe they couldn't walk right without dragging the leg, but now they're not, they're walking, they're running, they're skipping. There's something that took place right before our eyes, and this person has obviously been healed. Okay, follow with me here. And then after that happens, as they're still healed, they're still walking, they're still leaping, they're still, they gravitate back to the crutch, to the walker, uh, to, to the cane, whatever, whatever it is. And then they 
take that and they go with that. Very often what you will find at times is that people are so familiar with their disability, with their sickness, with their disease, whatever it is, that they gravitate to the thing that associates them with that disability. And so whereas they can tell you and we can see for a fact that they've been healed because they then revert and and embrace the representation, if you will, of the life that they have been living, what ends up happening often is that thing comes back upon them. And again, if you don't understand how this works, this might seem foreign to you. But hear me, because many times you have to understand, not many times, you have to understand that you have to contend. There's an enemy of our bodies, of our spirits, of our minds. It's a spiritual battle. And I've known that there are times when you can be healed. And I can speak for myself. But you've got to fight for that because what happens a lot of times is you'll you'll a healing will manifest, and then after a while, the symptom will resurface because that's how the enemy works. Okay, that symptom will resurface. That um, the doubt will come then because you'll say, well, maybe I really wasn't healed. Maybe that didn't really happen, and so you then open yourself up and you embrace that thing. And the next thing you know, it's almost as if you didn't receive what we all know that you received. You nullify what God has done. And so a healing really does have to be maintained because when that symptom comes, and I'm not, I can't, I'm not prepared today, not meaning prepared, meaning it's not my plan today to talk about how to maintain healing and all that. But I am saying it has to be maintained. You got to stand, you got to speak in faith. And so much has to do with the words that we speak and what we're going to believe. But a lot of times that will happen because why somebody will then pick up what they should have laid down and then they find themselves in the same situation again. That's one scenario. Okay, hang with me here. Okay, the other scenario I, I have seen, I have seen and others have, have as well. Someone perhaps needs a healing. They need God to do something that they can't do themselves. Okay. But they'll resist it. These, these might be people, they know that God heals. They've seen it. They've maybe, you know, they, they've experienced it perhaps. But what, what, what one, let me just tell you this. What one guy said to me once, and um, he, he was a real cool guy. He was married to uh, a, a friend of mine who was a woman of faith, a spiritual woman, woman of faith. And he wasn't living for God. He was a real cool dude, liked him a lot. You know, he's kind of funny, funny guy and everything. But he, was, he just wasn't, he wasn't living for God. And he had injured his back and he'd been around the miraculous. He's seen God heal. So he knew what God could do, which for him ended up being a problem for him because I'm like, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's pray for your back. We're all together. It's time for you. And he was just was like up front, you know, kind of down low, kind of laughing about it. But this thing is real, right? He was just like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm getting, I'm waiting on the, on that check. He was expecting a, a check that was related to this injury, some kind of disability check. And knowing that God heals, he was resistant to even receiving prayer because he was resistant to being healed because the healing would then interrupt what he was expecting, which was a check concerning his ailment, his disability. And that sounds, that's so sad. 
It really is. But that's how some people think. Or people who have had a problem embracing a healing that they received, meaning maintaining that healing, because that healing cut off that check, that disability compensation or whatever. So they would rather be in 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 pain. They would rather be infirm. They would rather that because their reliance was on um, a system to provide for them. And if they were truly walking in healing that they knew that God could provide, then that would be cut off. And that's where their dependency was. And again, that might seem foreign to some, but people rely, that check is coming in and, and you know what God can do, or even God touches you and does something. And yet you're thinking, oh, well, where's my check going to come from? Or where's this going to come from? Then you, then you resist it. So there, there's a, a role that we play in the healing of God. We've got to receive it. We've got to believe it. We've then got to maintain it. And we've got to have our focus on where our focus needs to be. Otherwise, we we shut down and we and we don't receive all that God has for us. Again, I don't know what your faith background is. I just know I, I've been under ministries of faith and healing. That's all that I know. That's my that's that's my expectation. Why? Because God's word says so. And I've experienced it. I've seen it and I still see it because he's still working and moving. But are we willing to maintain that? Are we willing to allow him to do what he wants to do? Or are we just so, we just gravitate to the familiar. Therefore, we end up nullifying what God has done or keeping God from doing what he, what he, what he wants to do. Trust me, it's real. And it's a spiritual battle. This is not just about flesh and blood. And There's a battle. There's an enemy. There, there's, there's, um, there is um, a work, you know, that desires to, to crush what God wants to do. And we play a role in that, right? So I just want, I'm going to share something with you as this pertains to, to, to the virus, because we have been praying. This thing is a spiritual battle. It's more than just a, a, an issue of health and medicine and, and, and a virus. This thing is deeper than that. And again, if you're, if you don't understand how this stuff works in the spirit, then, you know, let's pray that God enables you to understand because not everybody is, is going to get this because that's, you haven't been taught. You don't, you don't understand that there's a battle that's beyond what we see. Okay. So this virus thing, man, people have been praying, people have been declaring, people have felt, you know, God is, God is able to remove this. And yet here we are, whereas it's, it's, instead of it sort of um, backing up, it's like ramping up. And now we're talking about more of this and more of that and mandates this and requirements that and all this stuff that's spiritual, more than physical, though it manifests in the in the physical but anyway so my friend i'd asked a friend of mine through text i asked how someone was doing she told me that this person had recently been dealing with the coronavirus and she had said that um you know she thought that perhaps i asked if she if it was she was over it and and she didn't know all the answers to all that but anyway i I said to her, I said, man, we, we've got to, we've got to bust through this thing. Cause I, I, um, she said, I, I don't think it came from such and such a place. I don't think she contracted it from such and such a place because we hadn't seen an outbreak there for some time. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm seeing an outbreak uh, in this particular area as well. 
And I was like, we we've got to we've got to bust through through this thing. Um, this this is this is getting ridiculous, right? And so here, here's what she said. I said she said um, I said what I said exactly was it's time to boot this evil out. So I'm I'm reading this from my laptop. If, if you're watching, you can see that. I said it's time to boot this evil out, meaning the virus. And she said the people won't let it go. And that thing hit me so hard in my spirit. So I'm just going to suggest something here as I read on a little bit. This is through text. Text, the people won't let it go. And I said, that's deep right there. And then I said, seriously, that sounds like a word right there. Meaning revelation from God. And she said this. She said that the Lord was done with the coronavirus a long time ago. It's the people who keep this virus alive. And even as I say it now, I feel a chill from what she was saying. It's the people that won't let this virus go. And I was like, you know, and so I'm going to just ask you to consider. I, I don't have all the answers, but consider what she said and consider what I was sharing about healing and about receiving. And there have been many, many times when people of faith and people who, who walk with God and seek God and hear from God. And they had said, this thing's going to be over. This thing's going to be done. And we have seen things turn around. We all know that. We've seen things turn around in states. We've seen, you know, numbers had dropped and all this stuff. And then it's like, here we are now. And they're talking about shutdowns again and, and mask mandates again and muzzling our kids. And, and now this vaccine where if you, you know, your very livelihood is at stake. If you don't succumb to the pressure and, and, and the affecting the military and our healthcare workers and people who are trying to go to school and, and they have their reasons for not wanting to be vaccinated and, and, but, but there's such a panic and you, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. Why? Because you're, there's just such, all of a sudden it was like, not all, I mean, it's been progressive, but then it was like, it was like, even when we saw a turn, all of us, it's like, people can't let it go. And I know it's real. So understand me when I say, I know that it's real because in, things of the spirit are real. Okay. So I know it's a real battle and I know that people are, are, um, are, are getting this and, and, and all that, but I'm saying even with the turnaround, it's almost like people have embraced this thing as a way of life. Okay. The very idea of no masks, even with the vaccine. So now you get the vaccine and you're supposed to be safe. But such a spirit of fear, you you can't you can't let it go. So now everybody else has to be vaccine. So the vaccine that you took can take. <laughs> so it's sort of like if you've gotten your vaccine, why you know you got two masks on and you got your vaccine and you want everybody else to do what you want them to do. And this whole and it's our life and and and, and people just won't walk in the faith. They won't. So and I have a hard time imagining Jesus saying, I'm just going to wear masks for the rest of my life and you've got to wear one for the rest of your life and then I've got to get vaccinated, but that's not good enough. So now you have to get vaccinated because this is this is, this is is life now as we know it because I won't walk in, in faith. 
I won't, and I'm not saying everybody got the vaccine is because they don't have any faith. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that even when we seem to turn a corner, there's something where people have embraced this thing, like the person who gets healed and then they gravitate back to the very thing that, that associates them with not being healed. And therefore, that very thing that they feared came upon them and they couldn't walk in that freedom and that faith and trusting God or the person who doesn't want to be healed because then there's a benefit to not being healed. There's some kind of compensation. And for some, it was monetary. And for others, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's the attention or it's the, you know, whatever it is for people with their, with their, um, their physical situations. And so I believe that my, my friend might've been onto something. God is a healer. He's already worked wonders in many ways. And he always calls us to walk in faith. But because we are married to this thing now, many people are married to this, this fear and the comfort of my mask and the comfort of your vaccine for me. Otherwise you're selfish. And there's, there's, this, there's this openness that we almost like this is life now. There's a reward in this. There's, I feel better about my chances of being okay because we've got, we've got these mandates and we've got this and that. And, and we don't want, I mean, it just play. We know this stuff plays a role in how we think, how we connect to people. And so we don't go places we used to go anymore or do things that we used to do anymore or, or, or whatever, because we won't let it go. We won't trust God. Our trust is more in the things that we associate with this thing, this virus, than it is in God. So we're not embracing our faith and our wholeness. Because those things are not the norm anymore. The norm is whatever surrounds the virus. And so if that's where we're pulling from, if that's where we're leaning into, if that's our, our everything, our world now, then God is limited. Now, God is not truly limited. When I said God can't heal, God can do all things. But God also, and there's so much that he places within our hands. And and there were times in the Bible even where it says that, that Jesus couldn't do this or that. Not that he couldn't because he didn't have the power, but that because the people, because of their lack of faith or because of you know, what they knew as the norm and embraced as the norm and was theirs, that his he, his hands were tied. And so I'm just offering that because when she wrote that in that text, it just, it just shot through me like this is something to consider. The Lord was done with the coronavirus a long time ago, she wrote. It's the people who keep this virus alive. That's just profound and worth thinking about, worth considering. We want God move, God do it, God heal it. And there are some people, they don't want God to move and God to heal because then now they can't point to you and they can't accuse you. And, they, and some of it's not, they're not even aware of it. They're not, they're not even conscious of it. But, you know, it, it, I won't let it go because I, 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 this is my norm now. This is my, and everything tied to it's my security now. And I wonder if we would just say, you know what? Okay, God, we don't have the answer. Just like we don't have the answers to how I'm not going to get a cold sometimes. How I'm not, you know, I mean, obviously there are common sense things that we can do, but there are just things 
that we just have to walk out and live and have faith and just say, God, here it is. God, you healed me of the leg. I don't need the crutch. I'm not going to hold on to the crutch because that's my norm. Okay, God, yeah, my back needs healing. I'm not going to hold on to the health to the health issue because I got to get this checked because I'm dependent on this other thing. No, God, my dependency is on you. You are the healer. So I embrace that and I have to trust that. I have to trust you. And if I'm struggling with that, then God help me not to and, and take the blinders off my eyes. Is it the people who won't let it go? It's, is it the people who are keeping this thing alive? I'm just throwing that out because, again, when she said it, that thing just hit me. We need, again, people of faith to walk in faith. And I pray for people who are not of faith to have it, to have their eyes open and to be people of faith. Again, not everybody's going to understand this because not people are listening to me right now. There's some of you who don't even believe that that, that Jesus heals. You don't. You don't. That's that. That's just beyond you. Okay, and that's a whole different story because you got to get there first. And then there are people who are going to church all the time, and yet you're not under ministry where you're talking about the gifts of the spirit, healings and miracles and stuff. And maybe you've never experienced that. You never you've never seen that. So so this is like way, way above your head. I can just tell you what the truth is. And the truth is that God is not limited. He can do everything. And yet at the same time, there are things he quote unquote can't do because of the people, because of where we are. So let's pray. That we would be people who believe and trust God. And so God, I pray right now that we would be people who take you at your word. You are the God who heals all manner of sickness and disease. And all things are possible to them that believe. And Father, in your name, we thank you that you have defeated this coronavirus. I thank you, God. That, that there's no disease, no ailment, no sickness that's too big for you. And so I speak and declare health. And I speak and declare a heart that is willing to receive from you, Lord. We believe you and we want nothing holding on to us that's not supposed to hold on to us. The only thing that has a right to hold on to us are your hands your word, your power, and your authority. So we let it go and give it to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in, for listening, for considering. I appreciate you. God bless you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode. <laughs>